Welcome to episode 106 of Telepractice Today with Kim Dutro-Allen and Dr. Todd Houston. Welcome back to another episode. Um, it has been quite the week in the field of education, mm-hmm. and I hate that we have to talk about this again because it's not been even a full school year since we've had to talk about things like school violence and school shooting. So I don't have a lot of great tips this week other than get on the phone and call your senators and let them know what you want to be done um, to make our schools a safer place. I did that earlier today. Uh, Hopefully the fact that I was a blubbering mess while doing it (laughs) kind of carried more weight to the message because as a spouse of an educator, I am literally sending my entire family to a school every day. And I would like to know that they're safe and that they're going to come home. And that's not a truth in this country right now. And it pretty much ticks me off (laughs) to put Mm -hmm. it nicely. So that is one of my tips of the day. The other one is um, I've looked at and read a lot of things about how to talk to our kids about the things that are happening, Uh, Mm -hmm. whether it be your own kids or our students. Um, You know, the school year is wrapping up, so hopefully they'll get some a break and reprieve from that. But, you know, the fact that my nine-year-old, my eight-year-old had to ask me this morning, mom, how many kids died? is just not okay. (laughs) Sure. So, um, you know, watching, watching for those kids that need help, watching for the kid that's lonely, watching for the kid that's sad, watching for the kid that's being a bully. And I know sometimes are we jump to like punishing that kid or trying to you know put him in his place or something but also caring for those kids that are the outcasts and everything like that i think is something that we need to do and then when we're talking to our kids about it being honest um and using words that they understand and, you know, asking how they feel, helping with them with some of those feeling words and identifying their own emotions. And then just checking in with ourselves and making sure that we're emotionally okay as providers too is something that we need to do. And whether that be by, you know, limiting our consumption of the news and media or finding something small that we can do, like putting a social emotional learning program in place at our school or getting on the phone and calling our representatives. Think of something that you can do even when you feel helpless. Oh, I agree. Totally. And it, uh, I think we all are trying to figure out why again, why, and what, what, what is it going to take until real change happens? How many more children and teachers need to be, uh, in this situation uh, and facing down someone with a an, an, an assault style weapon. I mean, it just, and, and if they say it's the price of freedom, I'm going to hit them in the mouth because <laughs> it has nothing to do with right. the price of freedom. Right. And, and I firmly support the second amendment. If you want to have a gun to protect yourself by all means does not mean an 18 year old can go should be able to go buy two assault style weapons on his 18th birthday on his 18th birthday with no back real background check or no real um, 
follow up with him or or you know even a trial period where he has to take some type of class or some i mean we do more for people who want to get a driver's license right. you have to at least get a learner's p- permit in most states right. and then you have to pass a test you know you know all those things you know and so but we make it so easy and and now states are not even requiring uh, a license to own a gun you know registration for any gun owner they're doing away with those and open carry i mean it makes no sense it has nothing to do with freedom right right zero uh if someone wants to have a, a handgun or a rifle to defend their home fine if they want to go hunting fine i have no problem with that you don't need an assault style weapon no to do those things no so um we've got we've got to figure this out and 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 and, and like kim said call your members of congress and and hold their feet to the fire i mean i you know i really thought you know what how many years ago was newtown you know with all those children and teachers that something would happen and here we are yeah again in this situation i mean i don't know i still remember being in this will date me but not as much as you <laughs> uh, being in 6th grade when columbine happened and mm-hmm. and being scared to go to school in sure. in 6th grade and that like you know, our, me and my kids and all of the generations after me have, that's just their reality. The, the uh, active school shooting drills and all of that, that's just their reality. And it's just ridiculous. It's, and, and, and that's I'm the gonna, response that we've had is teach them to get under their desks. That's the only right. thing that's changed. Or, or let's, let's, Give the give more put more guns in the schools and arm the teachers. Right. Why do we need to arm teachers to to protect children from assault style weapons? Why don't we do something about the weapons? Right, right. And and don't preach to me that you're pro life and refuse to do something about these assault style weapons. It doesn't wash yep a life is a life if you're going to be so adamant about a pro-life stance that we've seen over the past couple weeks but you refuse to protect the children who are actually alive and going to school then um again it doesn't wash i'll hit you in the mouth (laughs) yep so, well, we can take a deep breath, and uh, I'm sure our our listeners can all hopefully would agree with us uh, with some of these issues. It's just you know it's just ridiculous at this point, and and I'm just tired of politicians uh, ignoring it. Anyway, so on the podcast today we have uh, Diana Parafinic and Sarah Smith from eTherapy, the company. And uh, they're going to talk to us about uh, 
how they got into speech language pathology and how they developed the company and and uh, some great work that they're doing related to some of the issues we just talked about. So uh, I'm looking forward to, to hearing them. Hi, are you creative? Do you want to give a webinar or teach a course? Maybe you're a writer. Do you want to create a blog? Maybe you have an idea for a podcast. Whatever your passion is, we at 3C Digital Media Network want you to be a content creator so we can bring your ideas to life. So, to get started, visit our website at 3cdigitalmedianetwork.com and sign up to be a content creator. We look forward to seeing your passions come to life on our platform. Diana, Sarah, welcome to the podcast. Can you give uh, our listeners a little more about your background? Sure. Um, I'll start and um, introduce myself and then Sarah will go. Um, We've been working together a really long time. Sarah is sensational. Um, So a little bit of background about me. I'm Diana Parafinic. I am the founder of eTherapy. I started this company in 2009. Um, when there was really not much out there, it was myself and, um, some other practitioners and then tiny, I think was really the only one on the scene and they're, they're amazing people. Um, and when, where I live, where I'm located, I'm located on the border of the Hopi and Navajo reservations. And so I was commuting and, um, trying to figure out how to be with, my family and do work and see kids. And, you know, I really kind of felt like a bandaid at that point in time because I had such large groups um, of students and I spent most of my time in my car with huge suitcases, (laughs) as we all know on this, Mm -hmm. um, what that looks like. And this was before um, anything else existed other than those Tanberg and Polycom devices that were The schools had to like pay $10,000 for one. You had to have $10,000 for one. I don't know a bunch of speech therapists that were like, oh, let me, let me purchase that really quickly and and get going on telepractice. So um, we were really scrappy and we found um, a platform that was really similar to the quality of Zoom back then, which did not exist. And Mm -hmm. um, we found a way to do interactive desktop share and mouse share, which everybody knows Mm -hmm. now exists. But in 2009, (laughs) that was Mm -hmm. not a thing unless you built it. And, um, And I really, I was very much a pioneer in that time but not knowing that that's what I was, um, I was just solving problems for uh, getting services to students who needed it and being able to work with them. And I had no idea what was going to happen. None. You know, I was like, we could give it a try. And I did a blended experience in the beginning. So I would drive on site um, once a month. And then the rest of the time I was on, um, on online and on what was the most exciting part about it was, and I guess it's like thrilling and very like terrifying all at the same time Mm -hmm. in that you have no idea what the outcome's going to be. Right. Because there was no one you could pick up the phone and call. Like we didn't have telepractice today. We didn't have like people who were like, Oh, Hey, here's a guidebook. (laughs) This is Mm -hmm. what you do. You know? And I was like, well, 
I'm going to see how this child responds to A, B, and C activity that I'm going to put together because this is what I think motivates them. And um, and lo and behold, as we know now, fast forward the, to the two of you and to Sarah and myself, knowing the importance of telepractice and and uh, the part we play in fulfilling and um, the gaps, right? Filling in the gaps of service and reaching those that all the underserved out there. So the evolution went from being in a corner of my kitchen, not really knowing what I was embarking on to now we're in 45 or more states and we have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of therapists that work for us. And we serve thousands of students and we're in hundreds of schools and we started with speech and now we do PT, OT, um, psych ed evaluations, BCBA, ABA, and really mental health counseling for not just students who qualify for service, but for general education students. And we also do mental health services for educators and staff. So it's really bloomed and into this wonderful mm-hmm. company that I could only imagine and feel so proud to be a part of. And I wouldn't be here if it weren't for um, wonderful, creative, talented therapists like Sarah, who have contributed um, to the growth of e-therapy, into the success of e-therapy, into the creativity of e-therapy. So the, that, I'm going to segue over to Sarah Smith, who I adore, who is amazing. So, Sure. Hi. Thank you, Diana. That's an incredibly sweet introduction. Um, I'm Sarah Smith, and I'm a speech therapist. Um, I, I guess... In, and I work with uh, e-therapy um, these days, not directly working with students, but doing more um, creation of content. Um, I guess in thinking about how I got into speech therapy, I throughout school, I knew nothing about speech therapy. That was never a trajectory of mine. Um, in college, I was kind of immersed in the world of art and design and thought that that was the direction I was going in. Um, But throughout college as side jobs, I worked with young people with developmental disabilities, um, working with them on goals for self-care and increasing their independence and really, really found a love for that. Um, So that by the end of my college career, I realized I wanted to go a totally different direction from the art and design world that I thought I was going to do and switched gears um, and said, I'm not going to do that. I want to do something in the realm of special education because I had really found a passion there. So uh, out of college, um, I ended up working at a group home for adults with autism and did that for a few years out of college and had a great, uh, Great learning, uh, wonderful uh, experience there that I will never forget. Um, And I had the opportunity through that to observe speech therapists in action. And through observing them, I realized I had a real interest and propensity for that because I saw them doing things that I was like, oh, I kind of naturally like those are kind of things I'm already doing kind of, you know, with my uh, with my clients that I'm working with. So that seems like like something that was right up my alley. And so I started asking those therapist questions and, uh, got more and more interested and ended up a few years later going back to get my master's in speech pathology, um, 
in North Texas. And uh, that's kind of how I wound up in the speech therapy world. Um, and yeah, do, do you want me to talk about uh, how I found telepractice or is that? Is sure, that sure that's fine. <laughs> no, that's um, fine. Okay, sure. Uh, so yeah, so I found myself in the world of uh, speech pathology and really loved it and worked at a school district in North Texas. And we were in far, far North Texas, kind of right below the border with Oklahoma. And I was in a, a really pretty large district, but also pretty remote. So we had a problem. I worked at this district for several years and really loved it. Um, but we had a problem with staffing enough therapists, which of course is a problem nationwide. <laughs> and so, uh, so after a few years of not being able to have enough staff and not being able to have enough staff, we had a special education director who was forward thinking enough at that time. This was several years ago um, to suggest to us, what about this thing called teletherapy, which we had never heard of before. <laughs> um, and so I remember uh, sitting in our like meeting room that we always sat in for when we had our big, you know, meeting with all the speech therapists and our special ed director posing this idea. And we all thought it was preposterous. Um, I was extremely Mm -hmm. skeptical and thought this could never work. I mean, you have to be right there with the student. I need to have my hands on them. Like how could anyone ever do telepractice, teletherapy, and it be successful, like just impossible. Um, So then uh, flash forward to not too long. So so long story short, we shot the idea down. He didn't, he didn't get a teletherapist. Um, <laughs> he was forward thinking enough. We, we weren't. Um, so I, I wasn't. Um, so then uh, through a job change with my husband, uh, we ended up back in North Carolina, which is where I'm from, and came to a small town in Western North Carolina, which is where I still am. And uh, very small town town, pretty rural and no school based speech therapy jobs available. There's like one school based speech therapist that job is taken. So uh, I ended up kind of cobbling together several things. Um, One, I found a school based job an hour away, two days a week. And then I was working in town doing in-home early intervention and doing some after school articulation clinic kind of thing, just in the car all the time, two days a week, I was driving an hour down this super twisty mountain road um, at 6 30 mm-hmm. in the morning, uh, always extreme fog. So it was like, you couldn't see your hand in front of your face driving down this mountain to go to this job. After a couple of years of that, I realized it was just um, not sustainable. And so I thought back to those years previously sitting in that meeting room and I thought, Hmm, maybe I should uh, give that teletherapy uh, idea another chance. And uh, this was by this time, it was maybe 2014 ish, I think. Um, And I ended up connecting with Diana through e-therapy because like she said, you know, she's really one of the, one of the pioneers um, in this industry. There just really weren't 
many companies out there doing this at all. So I ended up connecting with her and um, started doing teletherapy, working with students, and basically immediately all of my skepticism was gone. I was so worried about not being able to form a bond with my students because that was so vital to my work. Um, and I realized that, oh, you, you totally can form a bond. And in some ways, especially with some of the older students, even more easily uh, via telepractice than in person. Um, so as things often do come full circle, I, you know, of course, had my Texas license because I had worked in Texas previously and I had my North Carolina license. And uh, I ended up working with that very same school district <laughs> uh, in North Texas, uh, these several years later, um, ended up working with that school district. And it was really cool because there were some of the same, you know, special education uh, staff there, directors, and uh, even some of the same students. I had a student in telepractice that I had known in preschool on site. Um, and by then, of course, I was like a major advocate for telepractice. Uh, so I had totally uh, changed my tune and everything really came full circle kind of at that time. Uh, so, yeah, that that's kind of my journey into speech therapy and also teletherapy. Love it. Mm -hmm. yeah. She's been with e-therapy for eight years, going on nine years now. Something like that. Yeah. Crazy. So that was, yeah. Like, I, know. I know. It's time for a race, Sarah. You need to <laughs> kind of be aggressive with these things. Hey, Todd, don't play on Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> no, she is, she is fantastic. So, yeah. So Diana, how, how did the idea for the company come about? I know you, 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 you explained how telepractice came mm -hmm. about and then, you know, at some point it was like, wait a minute, I can, you know, we can develop a company and, and go take it to the next level. Yeah. So, um, and if you tell me you married a, a, your husband is a computer guy and it just worked out, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to, you know, that's a, that's about, <laughs> that's a common, common story we've had that we keep having. The SLP married a computer guy and they decided to develop their own little platform. And now, okay. My husband's best friend was a computer guy. <laughs> so, um, no, that would have been convenient. But actually, Damon, <laughs> Sarah. Um, but, uh, well, when I started doing... Um, I always, when I finished my graduate program and I started practicing as a speech therapist, I was a 1099 um, therapist anyway, working because like, like all of you, I live in a really rural location. So we, you know, you're constantly piecemealing and putting together your jobs. So um, I already had an LLC established. And so we established an LLC and came up with e-therapy back then, not realizing mm -hmm. like, oh, maybe I should trademark that back then. That back then I might've been mm -hmm. able to do it. Now it's, you know, um, but 
Um, so it was, I, I had the framework for a company, so to speak, in place. Mm-hmm. The concept of of growing it to how we grew it was really organic. Um, I had the fortunate um, situations arise where we had in the schools that we were working with would talk to other schools in 2009, 2010. And so, and I had a, a network of different friends that were therapists. And so um, I'd get a school that would call and say, Hey, you know, we heard you're doing such and such. Would you be interested in, in working with us? And this was just at the very, very beginning. And um, I said, sure, you know, and, um, and from there, it just sort of organically grew. And I, I wish I could tell you that I had this amazing business model in place <laughs> and, you know, this 20 year plan. And, <clears throat> but really it was a completely organic, fun, um, innovative experience. And the foundation of it was so strong that, um, and exciting that, the friends that came on to work as therapists were excited to do it and um, and were really out of the box thinkers. So there was a lot of collaboration. Um, and and from there, then we kind of realized, oh, wait, this would be really cool to expand and reach more students who really don't have the services because then really the light bulb went off you know, really fairly early there going, this doesn't just have to be where I'm at, right? Like, Mm -hmm. this is such an important service. um, And there are so many underserved students that let's aggressively go out and see who we can reach to be able to serve them and and impact lives for the better, right? And Mm -hmm. then that mission really became my passion. Um, it just happened to be a really wonderful, you know, uh, uh, job opportunity to explore and grow and, and, um, and really witness the impact that you're making in uh, the life of a child day to day, um, and know the importance of, you know, showing up to work and what it means Mm -hmm. for the, the students on the other side. And at the end of the day, that was the most important thing. And so I think that drive was really the, the mission of the company, which was, you know, to change lives and shape futures of students. And, um, and it's, was, why everyone kind of got into this field, you know, there wasn't this concept of, Oh, I'm going to go into education and make billions of dollars. It's going to be great, (laughs) you know? (laughs) And so it, um, it just happened in an organic way. And I was fortunate enough to have therapists like Sarah and to have really good team, um, team uh, members that, were fully invested in what e-therapy was providing and really wanted to see it grow and were part of that growth. Um, And I always think, you know, there's just not 
enough of us anyway in this space. You know, we all come from different walks and work mm-hmm. with different companies and different clinics and different places. But at the end of the day, collectively, the end game is to change the lives of these children who need the services the most so they can contribute back to society and be their best self, right? And enhance their quality of life. And if we do that, our society changes and our communities change and everybody wins at the end of the day. And um, and I, I, I hope most people come to the table in their life to be able to work in some shape, way or form in that manner. Sure. It's very inspiring. Yeah. So Diana, um, we've had, if, if we haven't had a teletherapy company on our podcast yet, we are working on it, (laughs) but the ones that we have had on, we kind of give them a chance to say like, what's, what's your pitch? Why, why e-therapy over some of the other ones that are out there? What makes you guys different? Yeah, those are always good questions. So we're therapist run operated um, and owned and founded. And, um, and so I think the core of that really comes through with the therapists and the teams that we build, um, our management team and our account managers, um, work closely with our therapists and they're also therapists. Um, we have built an internal platform years ago that is the life source of e-therapy that really provides uh, the schools and the clients and the um, the groups that we work with uh, the opportunity to track real time their services in all different capacities. Um, so there's not for any administrator out there, we really solve a lot of their pain points in real time. And we had a, a referral process that all exists within that platform that we call STAR. We also license that out and the licensed version out to school districts is eSmart. So, but the differentiator in that is it's not just a platform that connects the student and the therapist together and of course it does scheduling and and all the clinical data notes and um that you know exists but what it does do is it provides a a 306 what is it <laughs> 360 degree view mm-hmm. right of the entire experience of the student the therapist and the school so it takes all of that burden off of the administrator to hunt down, track, uh, maintain notes, the progress and the referral, right? Because um, as we grow and as these districts have more students, that constant, hey, I sent you this, or hey, can you pick up this kid? Or this is the case that we have and having to chase down the information. We have everything at their fingertips. And so that's been a game changer um, for the districts that we work with and we partner with and, um, and, and also for our therapists. And then within that, we have a resource library um, and we have, we have Sarah. So we have designed our own games and applications and resources and um, created our own Um, library and webinars and tutorials, and we offer continuing education units all through the portal itself. 
And then on the student side, for their experience, for their user experience, they have um, access to interactive documents and activities and to be able to see real-time progress made and communication directly with their therapists and internal messaging and things like that. So I think that really does set us apart. Um, And it's a really well-established platform that's been in place for years and years where I think some of the other companies are sort of kind of getting up to speed and Mm -hmm. where we've been for a while. Um, And we also really have a flexible um, program for our schools. So it's not a one size fits all and you fit into our program or you don't fit at all. Um, And our pricing system operates the same. So I never want a district to pay money for services they don't get. And I don't think that's always the case, right? So some districts find themselves, oh, I only have 10 kids, but I have to pay you for 40, regardless if Mm -hmm. I have 10. Um, And so we know that the budgets and the systems of funding that our schools are working with are make a huge difference in the roles of their students' lives and the therapies that their students are going to receive. And for us, that the most important thing is that they get the services for their budget and be able to work with them on that. So, um, so we're really transparent. We're upfront. We're flexible. We provide this platform that really takes the burden off of the administrator. And we also don't just do speech OTPT and, um, and counseling, right. But we also address the whole school community. So we work with the general education population. We work with uh, employee assistant programs. We, we really fill the gamut. So we, we make sure that we bookend all the services for the, for the schools, and we can even do wraparound service. So um, I think that's a big differentiator for e-therapy um, from the competitors in our space. Very good. So, That's go like ahead. a lot. I'm like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I think I think Kim's gonna change jobs now. I Here I come. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, Sarah, how would you follow up with that? In your view, how yeah. how is how is uh, e therapy different from some of the other that are that are in the marketplace? Sure. sure. Yeah. I think. I think to piggyback on what Diana said, I think what sets e-therapy apart is that it's been created and developed over time really as a way to solve problems, like Diana said earlier, and help where needed. So it's not like here's this here's this corporate plan, this business um, plan that everyone has to fit into instead of Mm -hmm. it, it's more like, what are your pain points as a school administrator? And okay, well then let's figure out how to solve that, you know, through our Mm -hmm. platform. Um, And what are your pain points as a therapist? And that's how our platform has been built is not with this like business plan in mind, but more like, let's solve all these problems, um, which is, really cool. I think a really special thing about e-therapy is that um, we have an awesome tech team who actually 
listens uh, and Mm -hmm. therapists and schools are able to give feedback and they're not just able to give feedback, but then something actually happens. So the therapist can say, you know, it'd be really convenient. It would save me, you know, 15 minutes at the end of my day. If you could put this button here that when I clicked it, it would do that. Mm -hmm. Um, Then the tech team actually says, okay, well, we're going to go work on that. And then, you know, usually um, a few weeks later, it's like, okay, and here's this button that you asked for. And it does exactly the thing you asked for, or it doesn't do the exact thing you asked for. It does even better. We're not going to save you 15 minutes. We're going to save you an hour. Um, And same thing for schools, you know, schools say, uh, you know, well, this doesn't really work for us, but what we really need is this. Um, E-therapy doesn't say, like Diana said, you know, well, you have to really fit into our model. We will shape to what works for you because every school, every student, every situation is so unique. Um, And so it's really about solving problems, helping where needed, solving those pain points. um, And that personal touch, uh, that's the thing that I've heard from so many therapists that I experienced as a therapist myself, um, coming on and working with the therapy. And then I ended up, you know, training many therapists and now creating training materials and webinars and things like that. So throughout my experience, um, the thing that I noticed myself, and then I've also heard so much from other therapists is that personal touch really sets e-therapy apart, um, you have a dedicated uh, manager who, you know, is a therapist or who knows special education and who knows what you're dealing with that you can just pick up the phone and talk to and they will help you right then. Um, it's a really supportive environment. Um, and then especially so important, um, has always been important, but then especially now mental health Um, supporting not just the mental health of our special ed students that we work with, but also, like Diana said, gen ed students and then staff, too. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there's a mental health crisis and it doesn't just affect the kids. It affects uh, the teachers and um, parents and everybody, too. So what I think is so special about e-therapy is that we welcome all of that and uh, try to find ways to help in any way that, that we can. So it's, it's truly sort of concierge kind of service is that you approach the the school district or, or the school district approaches you with this sort of menu of potential um, issues that they're dealing with. And you're, you're putting together a package in a sense that, that meets those needs, which is, which is, I think, incredible. Yeah, it's been it's been a really wonderful experience. We we wound up developing a program called Equip, um, and it is an on-demand uh, platform for bite-sized learning modules for wellness and um, and identifying uh, students who are in need. So what it does is it allows uh, educators and teachers and staff 
to get the information on how to maintain their own wellness, how to establish wellness in their classroom, and then how to identify students who need further referral um, without taking excessive amount of time um, for them Mm -hmm. and having to participate in training after training after training. And it really does equip them with quick knowledge. And we um, have implemented an evidence-based a tool within the platform. So we can glean from that if it's made a difference in um, in their preparedness and their ability to identify um, issues for themselves and for their students. And then from there, be able to refer their student. And then once their students referred, then we we do something called solution-focused brief therapy. So we're able to pre-assess the student, do intervention sessions, do a post-assessment, and then provide a care plan. So it's a holistic um, program that we've created for schools to be able to access, which I think they need now more than ever. And we were able to do that because we listened to our school partners of what it is that they needed and what they were lacking and where we could fill, fulfill the need. Um, and so that's something that's really exciting that uh, e-therapy is on the forefront of, um, you know, just that constant innovation uh, to be able to solve those pain points, like Sarah said, is, is our mission. Yeah, I think there's so many people in education this week I'm going to try and get through this. <laughs> it's been an emotional week. <laughs> There's so many people in education this week that are asking, what can we do to catch those kids? What yeah. can we do to make a difference, yeah. to make it so we don't have to hear about the things in the news that we're hearing about the things in the news? And I think that that sounds like a great solution of what schools can do, what we can do as um, people working with kids. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You need to, you, you have to be on the, on the forefront and the cutting edge before right. we find ourselves in right. this situation. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's not just like a nice idea anymore to <laughs> help mental health in our schools. It's imperative. It's critical. I, I mean, yep. It's critical. Yeah. It's not just a nice idea to, you know, target SEL um, and, to address, you know, anxiety and depression in our students, um, it's it's yeah. critical. It, it, it's imperative. We have to. So, yeah, yeah. Well, the, the the scary thing is that now we're, you know, the whole, you know, social emotional learning kinds of things are, is getting politicized and attacked. Mm-hmm. So, right when we've had COVID and these other issues of mental health, and then they want to attack social learning because of grooming rumors and all this other crap that's out there. Uh, And we're going to end up with, you know, if they keep pulling all, you know, pulling all of these uh, different ways that we can help and and put in place uh, all these different programs, then we're going to really be in a tough spot. Yeah. So really educators and staff need it more than ever, right? The access to information and support and the tools and resources to be able to do what they can because they're on the front lines. Um, And, and that that's really our goal, right? That's e-therapy's goal is to have the experts in place um, so that the, these districts who have questionable students that they know need additional support, but they just don't, they either don't have the capacity or the manpower, the bandwidth to do it themselves or they actually just don't know the next step to take on how to actually assess and, and what to do with the student, 
we do that. And right. so we're really trying to get our messaging out to as many districts as possible that, um, that we actually are that resource so that we can eliminate as much as we can situations that are beyond our control, right? But at least if, if you have some sort of infrastructure in place um, that you can actively say, I have this student that I know there's something here. I don't know what, I know we need more information and I don't know how to get it. Um, we do that, right? We say, okay, look, this is what we see. This is what we've done in terms of intervention. This is what we, our takeaways are. And then we equip the, the onsite team to take the next step on what they can do. Now, maybe that's continued counseling. Maybe it's a mentorship program. Maybe it's, mm-hmm. you know, something more extreme. Um, maybe it's as simple as it needs additional SEL you know, support in the classroom. And this is how you would do it, right? Um, Maybe it's just continued counseling, whatever that may be. um, At least they have now, they're armed with the information and a plan of action and they can do something about it. Um, And we just just need to make sure that that gets out as much as we can. Because like you said, Kim, you know, the, the situation is at hand. And I think, I think everyone on top of knowing this are also exhausted and they don't know exactly where to look and what to do. And, um, and if they know we're here, we can help. Very good. That's awesome. So I would be remiss if I didn't ask Sarah about her design skills um, and, and some of the creativity that you bring to all of this. And and the apps you've done. So, uh, how how does that uh, get incorporated into e-therapy? Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, kind of going back to the beginning um, when I had never really thought of speech pathology as a career choice, and um, mm-hmm. I thought I was going into the world of something with art and design. Um, so then flash forward to working with Diana and e-therapy. I had, because of my interest in creating things um, through my school district work, I had always uh, created like little like Velcro interactive books and Mm. um, all kinds of creative things like that. And so in, in my early meetings with Diana, like kind of show her, you know, like on the computer, like, well, here are some of the things like I do. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I was just kind of like, oh, like, you know, I don't know, this is what I do. And, and she was like, no, 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 that's awesome. Like, oh my gosh, like you, you need to like put that in digital form and then you can use it, you know, online with your students and said, huh, okay. I hadn't really considered that because this teletherapy thing is so new. So I thought, huh, okay, well, that, that's an idea. Sure. And so, uh, so I started putting things in digital form and kind of making interactive, uh, PowerPoints is the way I started, uh, which mm-hmm. those are really fun to do with students. And, um, and then, uh, then Diana was like, gosh, that looks like it could be an app. Like that would be really cool if it was an app. So I thought, I don't know how to do an app. And so, uh, so I started getting in touch with different, uh, app developers and it was going to cost like 
$10,000 to have someone make my app. And of mm-hmm. course I didn't have $10,000. So uh, I said, Oh, screw it. I'll figure out how to do it myself. And so um, after many years of uh, working nonstop every weekend um, for like 12 hours straight um now I have several apps available on um, iTunes, uh, thanks to uh, Diana um, kind of inspiring me to be creative in that way. So yes, yeah, so I have several speech therapy apps available on iTunes. Um, you can. So, so what are some of the up, names? Yeah. Yeah. You can we'll look can up. Uh, yeah. They're uh, all for iPad. Um, so they mm-hmm. work with an iPad and um, you can look up my articulation, uh, Sarah Smith. I have. A few in the My Articulation series, there's uh, one that targets the K sound, the L sound, L sound, S blends. Then I also have an R app called the Key to R. Um, and I also have an app that's kind of just a more of a fun, like um, positive reinforcement kind of app called uh, Monster Reward. Um, so, yeah, if you search Sarah Smith, My Articulation through your iPad on iTunes, uh, you should be able to find them there. Um, yeah. And uh, through my work with e-therapy, kind of along the same theme of, you know, solving pain points. Uh, at first, I was working as a speech therapist, doing teletherapy, directly working with students. Um, this was kind of back in the early days. Um, and we e-therapy was just growing rapidly and I, you know, kind of saw a, a need where I could help out. And so I started volunteering to help out by helping to show some other therapists things that I had figured out and creative ideas. And um, Diana, you know, was all for it. And so, uh, yeah, so I started helping out with training other therapists that turned into doing training videos mm-hmm. and webinars um, and e-therapy really fosters that creativity and thinking outside of the box. And so over the years, we've developed more and more of that kind of content. So now we have, like I think Diana mentioned earlier, a huge library of um, that our whole whole team has created. Um, We have some other great content creators um, that have made just awesome activities And they're available for our therapist or for anyone. You can go to electronic-therapy.com and -hmm. click on the resources. And I think anyone, I challenge you to go there right now because I, I promise you will be shocked by how much awesome stuff there is for free. If you haven't looked at it before... I promise you will be shocked by how much cool stuff there is there. Um, so many resources for speech therapists, or if you have friends uh, or colleagues who are OTs, PTs, mental health, um, it runs the gamut. And then uh, like Diana mentioned, webinars, I create uh, a lot of video webinars. And then also uh, I've been really helping to focus on our equip uh, mental health uh, on-demand training platform. So I work really closely with our um, psychologist in um, developing those videos and all of that content. So it's really fun for me because, uh, you know, I started out with a passion in art and design. And Mm -hmm. then I was like, oh, I really like this speech 
therapy thing. And now I've been able to, through e-therapy, bring the two together. So that that's really fun for me. Well, that's, that's all awesome. I mean, it's just incredible. And it's great to, you know, combine those previous skills with what you're doing now. So um, I, 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 you know, look at websites like Canva and I was like, this is an incredible website. Why, why didn't we think about this? <laughs> why didn't we come up with this idea? <laughs> yeah. And once again, uh, we've mentioned the team a few times. It's, mm-hmm. it's definitely not just me and Diana. We have a huge mm-hmm. team of super awesome folks. Um, it did start out with just, just Diana. Uh, right. But uh, now that we've grown, um, you know, we have so many awesome uh, creators and um, innovative thinkers that work for e-therapy. So we have a, a really wonderful team. Great. And we're always looking to grow it. So Kim. Yeah. <laughs> and um, you know, come on. And uh it's and that time of year where nothing. everyone's shopping, right? That's right. Yeah. Their next job. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're here. Come join mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. I have some some grad students who just finished in you know a couple of weeks ago. So they're probably out there looking for positions. So yeah. who knows? Yeah. Well, well, guys, thank you for joining us on the podcast. How can people reach you if they want to reach out to e-therapy or to you personally? Uh, would you mind uh, sharing a way to do that? Sure. They can go to www.electronic-therapy.com. It's a mouthful. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you can uh, email us at info at electronic-therapy.com or uh, Sarah is Sarah at electronic-therapy.com if you want to talk to her about her apps or just about working here or whatever you want to reach out to. And I am Diana at electronic-therapy.com. So um, easy to get a hold of. Uh, On our website is a phone number if you want to just pick up the phone and call us. We have a contact us form on there too. Um, For any districts that are interested, they can fill that out. They can email us directly. For any therapists, we have on our website, become an e-therapist, and you can click that and create your own profile and your own portal and we'll follow up with you. And um, we're just really looking forward to growing our therapist base and working with all the new therapists that are out there that might be interested in joining or seasoned mm-hmm. therapists and, um, and our school district partners as well. So we offer a ton of different services and, you know, we're really, we're, we're here to work with you collaboratively and, and be part of your team. So Thank you. I'm, and I'm Sarah, no H, S-A-R-A oh, Smith. I always forget to say that, but that's true. She's I actually think it's prettier with the H, but <laughs> my, my parents disagreed, I guess. So I'm, I'm Sarah with no H. <laughs> well, thank you guys again for, for being on the podcast and, and good luck with everything that you're doing. Yeah, thank thank you. you. Thank you so much for having us. This was a joy. Thank you so much. This was awesome. That was Diana and Sarah from eTherapy or electronic-therapy.com. Go check them out. They're doing some great work. And thank you for joining us. Please, if you don't mind, rate, review, subscribe, follow, or share this podcast. 
we want to get more people subscribing, so we need to inform others that the podcast exists. And we're always wanting to do that. So please help us out with that mission. And until next time, be safe and be kind. This has been a production of the 3C Digital Media Network.